1: Welcome to the Pixel Hearts. My name is Cameron, Donald Duck, Winnie the Pooh, Cameron Honey Swain, all icons who know you don't need to wear pants during the day. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, uh,
2: my name is Taya. Uh, I'm a level uh, 20 geek with uh, multi-class levels in polyamory and unionist. Uh, my special power is that I never fucking shut up about it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and over to you, Faye. Hi,
0: my name is Faye, and I just want to say, if Handler White doesn't stop calling me his dog, the real fires of Rubicon will be the ones in my pants. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, hello. I'm Dr. and but fiddle dee dee Come pee on Oh,
1: no. Oh, 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 oh.
3: <laughs> yeah. I got All right, so here's my fiddle, huh? If you have trouble <laughs> believing someone is telling the truth or not, ask them if they like big butts, for they cannot lie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> call me our two butts one can tell no lies one can tell no truth <laughs> and we are a team of romantic gamers who want to help you achieve a play of the game in your love life and this week on the show we are delving into what to do when someone you love is heading in a direction you can't agree with with this question from one of our listeners hey girlies. I'm super
2: worried that one of my lovers has begun dipping his toes into some concerning rhetoric on YouTube, the kind that has me concerned. Do I cut and run or can I salvage this?
1: Mm, girlies, uh-oh. This is, uh-oh. this is I think, one of the big <sighs> modern problems we are facing at the moment, which is the ever-rising tides of... Uh, concerning rhetoric coming from usually youtube sometimes reddit sometimes tiktok these days tiktok's got lots of rhetoric guys mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. don't discredit tiktok and the re- and the rhetoric it can bring to your life
0: oh geez um, <laughs> it's true i've seen a rise of videos claiming that dark souls 2 is in fact the best dark souls and i find that very concerning that's really
1: concerning rhetoric <laughs> that is very concerning rhetoric uh <laughs> we need to shut that one down immediately. If you could give me all the links, I will be reporting those channels (laughs) uh, aggressively. (laughs) But no, it is, obviously this is something that is quite serious with considering how the, you know, dispersion of information in the modern world is used and how, you know, to be honest, most of our existences are now um, politicized and weaponized in some sort of way. So merely existing is a, is a showbag of, Concerns, uh, for any Mm. given reason. Um, heaven forbid you question anything and you're suddenly a groomer. Uh, (laughs) you go, I actually think Dark Souls 3 is stronger, and they're like, Shut up, groomer. Mm -hmm. Um,
3: (laughs) is this a youth thing as well? I'm missing, I'm like, You're younger than me.
1: <laughs> this,
2: oh god I, I, yeah it's it's the new thing amongst like fucking conservatives and fascists to basically call if
1: if you basically question a right wing uh, like a, a far right um pundit yep. in any way shape or form about any of their um, they
3: come back with oh
1: their, their hey thing girl. is like oh so oh you god. love you love grooming yeah so it's it's and there. not like not like you know taking care of yourself and no, your, your no, appearance. No. No, it's- The other grooming.
2: It's their version of OK Boomer.
1: Dog grooming. Trimming, oh, right. trimming dog coats, that kind of thing, brushing them out, deodorizing mm. them slightly with one of those little mists that you put over them. Anyway, we're so off uh, track now. Oh, guys, God. Guys, let's, like nice let's talk about- nice Let's <laughs> talk about the YouTube rhetoric out there that we've seen. And how do you go about bringing someone back? Have you guys had this? Have you had someone that you've had to do the work to pull them back from the wrong side of disinformation? Absolutely fucking uh, i was gonna say you're in the union you definitely had oh, to. oh
2: yeah <laughs> no i'm just like <laughs> uh you know Taya. can i can i you know talk to my boss about the uh, chemtrails and uh the the uh ai bot <laughs> chips that are going to control our minds and the vaccines and i'm like absolutely fuck no what the fuck where are you getting this from
1: oh <sighs> so yes i have some experience is. with this <laughs> Faye Malian, have you had to deal with it at all?
3: I've had to a little bit with some of my students, but it's mostly been a little awkward than anything else at least because one time a few years ago, one of my students came like half an hour early to class for a tutorial and then wanted to like debate Mm. about
0: uh,
3: (laughs) Donald Trump and Jordan Peterson. And I just like was like, I'm not paid for this time yet. And I kind, kind of was like very politely just put on um, the Zizek and Peterson YouTube debate and just left the room mm-hmm. to see if like anything might have sunk in a
1: little yeah, bit. Yeah, right. I'd say um, oh, as soon as they say they want a debate, you're like, oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. hard pass.
0: Um, it's been many years since I had a trouble with a student like that, to be honest. Um, I think it's primarily because uh, there's enough, there was enough posters up on campus that were like, oh, the queer group, this is how you contact them and whatnot, that people would turn up from open day and then be like, you know what, maybe I won't attend this location. And that, that's good. That's positive. I mean, I didn't have to deal with it, Um, but I have had to deal with the, like, let's say, A friend who really, really loves a certain YouTube personality, who is very kind of centralist, but slowly moves towards the right as they have more views, and it's no longer a case of like risking that situation, Mm -hmm. and having to do the talk about, look... I just want you to listen to what they say without being like, oh, I love their funny ha-ha jokes and be like, wait, that's a bit concerning. Now I think about it critically.
1: Yeah. Well, that, I think that's you know one of the big things that we see happen with a lot of the um, – look, we're in the age of the Twitch streamer um, and so many of them, like even – I feel like I am the last generation that didn't really have like um, pseudo um, – Socio relationships with YouTubers, like the good old, I, old
0: parasocial.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like. Let's be honest. The the the, uh, the it started kind of with Jenna Marble, which is obviously one of the better. Oh, options. I have about her. But, like Jenna Marble <laughs> was like one of those early ones where people bonded their personality to her existence, became really connected to her. And bef- I come from like I think literally only a few years before that was something that would sink into. Um the people my age we like YouTube was much more like you grab bits and pieces you don't bond to one single person. So mm-hmm. I've been quite lucky in the fact that like I've not watched um someone that I love had and have grown up alongside suddenly come into fame and fortune with the when they were not properly prepared for it and as a result are not educating themselves correctly in how to handle things. And such they start to lean into some very concerning talking points. Um, again, Jenna Marbles is not one of these ones. Like, I think she's actually one of the 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 best examples of these people. And unfortunately, she saw the way things were going and went, I'm gonna peace out, I'm done existing yeah, like, digitally. What's
3: she up to these days?
1: Living her life. Her and her husband are very happy. She just went, I'm out. I've done enough and I don't like the way Peace. things are going and I don't like how my relationship with my viewers is evolving and she peaced out. Okay. But I think we've, that's where we're seeing a lot of this, right? You've got a lot of these people who are young who just wanted to be YouTubers and then they've come up and they start saying things and you go, hold up. Yeah. And the problem is that those people who have grown up alongside them who have this weird relationship with them because they're like, I watched them grow up on YouTube, da, da, da. You would then see them be like, well, the things they're saying, I know them as a person because I've watched them on YouTube for like seven years. So when they say that, you know, all gay people are evil, clearly they must know what they're talking about because I know them. They're like a good friend telling
0: me this. Mm Hmm. And I think it's also a bit of a problem that when criticism hits one of those personalities, if they're super left leaning, they tend to end up. Stopping and leaving, right? Like, I can think of so many left-leaving YouTube personalities who came heavily under fire and then just stopped. Mm -hmm. But if they're from the right, they double down. Yep. Yep. I would even say that based off how they react to criticism is a good indicator of the kind of person they are and the kind of rhetoric that they have.
1: Well, it's that thing as well, because even when you get, like, the centralists and you have an actual legitimate centralist, so often if they get criticised, oh, no, I'm going, I'm going further right now. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yes. you've questioned me. I'm like just going to go really conservative now because there's I didn't a- like being questioned and I don't want to learn from that at all. There's a particular...
3: Yeah, looking at you, JK. Oh, there's a fucking particular
2: <laughs> phrase that I want <laughs> to, <laughs> to teach you.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think, like... Hold on. Hold
2: no on. Uh The phrase that I want to teach is uh, scratch a liberal and a fascist bleeds. And that's exactly what you fucking see with these sorts of centralists, when they're just kind of like, oh, you know, I believe in these sorts of wonderful progressive causes, but then all of a sudden, you know, oh, you know, the the queer couple are moving in next door. No, I feel very strongly about this. So, yeah, that's essentially the, uh, uh, that's my
1: problem with fucking centralists. So I think this is what we're talking about. Like, you've got YouTube has this growth of this industry of think pieces, because as well, we farm for reaction. We we want to say the most shocking things. And I think we're actually, it's interesting, there's two different worlds right now within kind of both TikTok and, and YouTube. You've got the ones that farm for reaction and ones that farm for comfort almost. Mm. So people who are looking to be your comfort, who are looking to be your your disassociation with everything that's wrong with the world and the other ones that want to double down on what's going wrong in the world and they want to get you angry so then you comment and then that put boosts their algorithm so they'll say the wrong things and quite often they know they're saying the wrong things but they also know that you know the, the you know their liberal friend down the road is going to get so heated that they're going to get in there and start a whole debate in the comments and then their friends are going to jump in and tell them that they're wrong the amount of times that I, I watch a TikTok that for some reason turns up on my For You page, usually it's a stitch of someone saying something so wrong. And I go, oh, I'm going to comment. And then I go, no, I'm not. I'm going to delete that. I'm going to swipe past. I'm just going to keep moving. Because even ones where I agree with them and I'll make a comment and it'll be something so benign. Recently, I commented on one that was talking about the fact that because um, we're talking about blackface in um, D&D. Mm. And uh, race in D&D. And I commented on the fact that, you know, a few years ago, Wizard of the Coast removed the concept of evil races, but they didn't remove the concept of race in the story. Like, you can't just then be like, and then everyone was the same race because that's not how society works and it's not how we work. And there's still a history that they're working on, but they got rid of the concept of evil races. I regret even commenting going, hey, they actually got rid of evil races. It's a step in the right direction, but there's more work to be done. That's such a nothing comment. And my mm. TikTok will not stop like telling me, oh, you've got comments on this post. I'm like, I'm not going to read them. Mm. I'm not going to read them because I literally said the most milk toast thing and, yes. and everyone's That's going off. And I regret so even toxic. saying that. <laughs> yeah. Uh- <laughs> anyway, so this is the world we live in. And so what we're talking about here is what happens when a partner is engaging with this mm. in a way that we are worried about. Do you... Cut and run, get out of there, or do you do the work to salvage that relationship? Now, I have an example. Okay. It's a very old example. It's from, like, 2012 or something. Uh, I was working with someone. I adore him. He's one of my very good friends, and we are still very good friends to this day. Now, when we started working together, he made the comment to me that uh, sexism wasn't real, that women oh, had already no. e- achieved e- equality. Mm-hmm. And that he didn't understand the conversation. There was also some comments about race. And now it wasn't him being malicious. It was him thinking that everything had been solved Yep. because he was living in a bubble (laughs) that he didn't notice the other things. Mm -hmm. And so he was like, oh, but from what I understand, everything's good. Like, isn't it? And so then I had to make the decision. Do I shame this man, ruin a relationship? Like, do I go all it? Like, do I cut and run? Or do I do the, do the, do the work? Now, the thing here is when you have someone like this to do the work is not to immediately argue. No. If you're going to do the work, you need to be in that mindset that you, one, you need to find out where it's coming from. And if you're going to get mad, it's not going to be good for you and it's going to result negatively from the relationship. Because if it's an education Mm. point versus a malicious point, you can do the education, but you're going to have to put in the time. To salvage that relationship, and you're going to have to approach it on their level, not on yours. You don't get to dictate if someone is not educated in a situation Mm -hmm. that they should just step up to what you are educated on. That's not going to work. Yep. Step up the streets. Step up the streets, (laughs) too. Step up (laughs) Miami Heat, I think, was one. Step up the streets, three. Electric
2: Boogaloo. Six of them.
3: Electric Boogaloo definitely
1: featured in one of the um, Step Up. It was. I can't remember that. What's the actress that's in it? She's also Michael Bourne. (laughs) Oh no, that's Save the Last Dance. I'm thinking something completely Uh, different. (laughs) Moving on. But it is that thing of, if you get angry, you're going to ruin any chance of that person learning. But if you get condescending, great, you've lost that chance as well. So you need to pick your battle. Yeah.
3: Yeah, But also I guess the, if you feel yourself getting angry, maybe take a step back, Mm -hmm. right? And be like, because um, these things can be hurtful to hear depending, right? Maybe not necessarily that example where it's a bit more like sounds like your friend was just kind of like well-meaning.
0: Yeah.
1: Just like I, I think that's the thing. Ignorant. And so I spent the time doing small little, little moments rather than, okay, we're going to go into theory. Let's get into theory. Mm-hmm. I started with things that I'm like in his world that he could understand. So I started with things like, okay, well, let's talk about cinema. You love movies. And we talked about how it, how women are depicted in cinema and we talked about uh, horror movies because he loves horror movies and we spoke about women in horror and then we spoke about women as prizes in narrative. So the hero wins and he gets a woman. That's how it works um, in a lot of movies. And then a few years, like not even years, like, a few weeks later, he was like, oh, I watched this movie the other week. And he's like, you were right. At the end, the woman had no like she didn't have an agency in her story but she just ended up with the guy at the end i'm like yeah Mm -hmm. that happens a lot start Mm -hmm. looking for these patterns and now he'll comment on things and now like he he's not you know on the front line fighting for women's rights but he is in that kind of mind space of seeing the problems and not just being close to them Mm -hmm. and he is one of my very best friends and he's more open to conversation as a whole because i put in that little bit of time so when Something comes up. He goes, well, what are your thoughts on this, Cameron? And he knows that I can mm. give him my ideas on it because I'm spending more time educating myself on it because that's just who I am. Yeah. And it's that thing of making yourself that person. Now, here's the big thing. You don't always need to be educating people on your problems. Oh, no. The biggest, the biggest gripe I have sometimes is that when you just want to be... Okay, so me, a gay man. I just want to exist some days and I don't want to be... Someone told me, like, oh, but if you, ha- if you spoke to this guy, this homophobic friend of mine, he'd realize that gay people are all – and I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to. I don't want to be a teaching moment for someone else. Yeah. So that's where you exactly. also need to think about fighting other people's battles for them in such a way. Like, it should mm. not be up to my female friends to have taught this guy that feminism does still need to exist and that equal rights don't exist yet. It was my job to take that burden for a bit and be like, all right, let's talk about women's rights and let's talk about that because all my female friends don't want to constantly be reminding people and being like, Hey, just so you're aware mm. I am a person and I do deserve <laughs> a little bit better
0: Does that make sense there's definitely there's definitely a level of like a lot of the like Shitty rhetoric and hatred comes from, and like the idea of the other, mm-hmm. right? So you get a lot of guys who are really fucking sexist because their entire friend group are other guys, yep. mm-hmm. right? Um, and it's the case of even if you look at like fucking turfs, for example, mm-hmm. uh, there's so many times. That a turf has turned around and been like, holy shit, maybe trans people aren't evil when they just have a trans person in their life and can see that. That that idea of the other is like such a powerful thing. Um, but the reason I feel that are uh, just arguments and education don't really hold a candle and aren't really a solution, is because someone is always going to have bias towards their own experience. Mm -hmm. And that's what the shitty rhetoric on YouTube and whatnot plays off. Mm -hmm. They'll have times where they mention, oh, and then this happened, you can see it in the news, and it negatively affects you, and that's all they need to kind of get the inroad. That's why I actually really liked the example that you had there, Cameron, about like, looking in horror movies because Mm. all you need to do is just put that little seed that says just see if you notice this in your own experiences Mm -hmm. going forward and once they have that thing to look for sometimes that's the path back yeah right
1: i think it's important i want to go back to this horror movie thing and use it as an example it's also important to understand the rhetoric of i don't want to say enemy but the other side um And to understand how they're going to also, like if you know what they're saying, you'd know how to combat it. So horror movies is the prime example where a lot of people will be like, oh, women get treated poorly in horror movies and like, oh, but final girls are really common. So women are more often the heroes in horror movies and, um, you know, uh, more men die in horror movies, men die way more in horror movies. But then it's that thing of being able to be like, okay, well, I know that information. However, we need to take a, a closer look at how the women are dying in horror movies. How is it depicted? Is it usually more graphic? Quite often. Is it usually, you know, implied, uh, like, sexually? Very often. Uh, It's because
0: they had sex. Yeah. That's why they die. It's
1: that thing of, like, if you know the arguments that are coming up, you know how to cut them off at the legs without having to defend yourself later. So, like, if I'm telling him to look at horror movies, I'd be like, We'll also just look at how the women are depicted. Not at the numbers. Not that women are dying all the time. I want you to look at how they're being depicted in the movies. What agency do they have? Is the final girl virginal? And is she allowed to live because she hasn't had sex? Things like that. So he's already looking at that. And so the arguments that I know are going to come up get cut out. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. It does. I think something that might be useful... In this particular scenario. So this is someone's partner is basically going down potentially a rabbit hole. Mm. Um,
3: So we're assuming, shall we make an assumption where it's like, this is not like a first date. This is someone's partner. And they've started to move down that way. And
0: they just noticed that they added a subscription to like Jordan Peterson's channel or something. Or there's just a couple of videos in that history that's like, Mm. hmm. Or or even maybe Mm -hmm. they've said something Mm -hmm. which was a little bit concerning.
2: Um, So look. There's, like, I love Jordan Peterson, I just
3: found him or something,
2: right? Nick, like, the West, the Western man started. is oppressed. Um, you know, we need to be proud of our, <laughs> our culture and our heritage. Yeah, sorry, Malia, Whoa. I'm not here to cause you, you further fuss. <laughs> this is just what I'm hearing. All right, so, look, there's a couple of questions I think we need to sort of go through here. Number one, capacity. Yep. You first have to ascertain whether this person is malicious or whether they're misinformed. If they're missing, did you say opacity? Yep. Uh, capaci- opacity. Capacity. Opacity.
1: Capacity.
2: Cap- Capacity. Yeah. Or opacity. If they're right. if they're translucent, um, but what layer are
1: they on? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah.
2: yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, trying to figure out um, whether, like, how much effort would be required um, to basically unlearn this sort of thinking, and also you ascertain whether or not where this is coming from. Is it just a subscription to Jordan Peterson? Um, is it actually a group of friends? Um, because you then have to ask that then also factors into how much effort you need to push, uh, to basically push back on this.
1: Where it's come from also super important to understand if it, there is something else underlying that has had gone this direction. The amount of these groups that prey on the fears of people who will get into there and be like, oh, well, you know, we can't, um, we can't have a voice in parliament because then um, white people will um, not be able to afford groceries even more. Yep. The- and yeah. that's where they go, well, I can't afford groceries right now. So I guess if it goes, if the voice goes through, then I, I need to be very clear. The voice will not do that. Marley, yeah, I yeah. stop yeah. looking at me like that. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I don't I was- <laughs> I mean, know. <like>, they'll find <laughs> that things was just, that like, don't correlate and they'll try to that? connect them. They oh, do it all the time. You look at the... Oh, if we let if we let trans people into bathrooms, um, child trafficking will go up. Yep. Which is an insane thing to say. But the people who are already hyperventilating at home, thinking about child trafficking, go. But if I ignore it, there's a chance it's correct. And if it's correct, it could happen. And if I ignored it, then I'm part of the problem. Without actually breaking mm-hmm. down the actual statement and what they're trying to say.
0: Yeah. The fucking saying that trans people can't uh, compete in women's chess is ridiculous. Because if they do, then they'll compete in women's running. And then they'll compete. And it's like, Jesus fucking Christ, what advantage? Like, there's no argument here. I'm sorry. This is ridiculous. (laughs) So I think that's the thing. Understanding
1: where it's coming from is key. The groups that it's coming from, the reason that it's managed to permeate into their lives, and- The background that it's coming from. Once you understand those things, then we get to the next step, which is how much of my energy am I putting into this? And do I need to seek the help of others?
0: How many philosophy tube videos do I need to link (laughs) at this point?
1: Do I just need to leave Lindsay Ellison in the background constantly so that he understands the reason why the movies he's watching are good and these ones are bad?
0: Mm -hmm. Another (laughs) left-leaning person who left the. I'm not going to talk about because that's uh, literally uh, the one that broke me.
2: (laughs) Oh my god! Yeah. So, like, that's absolutely like, if it's just concerns about like abstract things like oh you know western culture is is being demonized or whatever else absolutely but as someone who does have to deal with like people who are falling down a rabbit hole i see it in fucking real time and i have to like do something about it because it's either my job or in one particular example i can think of i'm actually very close to them and i love them very much and i need to bring them out of that stuff like look uh for me I was in a position where their concerns or their, um, uh, their, their demonization of another was not targeted at me specifically, which meant that I was in a position where I could have that conversation with them mm-hmm. relatively easily. And something that is incredibly useful is, especially because they are fundamentally this sort of bigotry does come from an abstract place. If you can break it down yep. into something concrete, if they're saying like, oh, women are uh, are oppressing men, ask them how. Give like examples or counter examples of like, you know, Cindy, you know, your work colleague, uh, you know, ask her about, you know, why she always has to leave before it gets dark to go to the car park. Like, why is it that, you know, she's scared to, to walk alone? Um, or, you know, my I think an example that I can think of is... Uh, one of them were sort of saying something along the lines of, like, when I was pushing back on something, they said, oh, you're just saying that because, you know, you're a, you're a, you were raised a soft liberal. I'm like, motherfucker, I'm a fucking socialist, like, unionist. My job is to be hard so as soft. shit, right? <laughs> so, like, <laughs> you know, you, you kind of are able to, when you make them sort of engage with questioning um, those basic assumptions, if you prevent them from painting someone into just like this basic picture of
0: um, a caricature,
2: when they have
1: to wrangle with that.
0: um, I think that
1: raises the question of figuring out where the target is, Mm. Mm. figuring out if you've got a target on, if you, okay, let's be honest. If what they're going through is putting a target on your back, that is something where you need to be considering your safety. Yep. You need to be considering your, You know, how content you are in the relationship versus the chance that this goes so far south um, that, you know, it's unsalvageable. However, if the target is somewhere else, then that is much easier, I feel, for you to be a guiding hand to get them out of that. Because people are are more likely to listen to people from outside of the group they're targeting. Yeah. Like if if someone – because if you're defending being a woman – to your partner, then they're going to, and you are a woman, they're going to assume you're just trying to, you know, defend yourself and protect yourself and up yourself. But if you're defending someone else, you've got no, you've got nothing to gain by being the voice of reason in that conversation. So they go, wait a second, why are they talking like that? Because they're not trying to like, you know, when I, you know, when I speak on, you know, women's rights, I'm not trying to protect myself in any way. So, what do I have to gain from that? Oh, I m- maybe I'll listen a little bit more. It's just so much easier mm. to be that outsider trying to cut things off to someone who has put a target on a group. Yeah, I think the other thing is um, you spoke about like getting them to uh, associate with people from the group and to understand things from that and question things. The big one I'd say is understand the media that they engage with understand what they have empathy with when engaging in modern media and find ways to work that media into their cycle. Mm. Like you want them to better understand uh, racial issues and they love movies. Great. Find some movies that are going to get it across to them without being preachy to open the door for that conversation. Um, Play on their empathy and their engagement like
3: a jordan peel session hmm. just like back to back <laughs> yeah get the out this thing us. oh
1: uh, do you nope. you better believe one of my friends who isn't isn't like at all uh, racist but it's just like doesn't really think about like um uh african american and black issues I made him watch all of Jordan Peele with me um, one night. We're like, let's have, let's have a marathon. I love these movies, Jordan Peele. You Ooh. love Key and Peele, and he loves Key and Peele. He was like, I love Key and Peele. I'm like, let's watch these, and then at the end, I'm like, let's discuss them. Let's talk about <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about themes. And then he was all like, it was interesting because some of them weren't about them being black. I'm like, yeah, because sometimes black people just get to exist in a different theme. Isn't that interesting? I'm like, oh, my God, let's talk more about that. <laughs>
0: I think ultimately the the thing that you do have to uh, recognize is that if they're thinking these thoughts and dipping their toes in, someone has already put in the effort Mm. to make them go down that path. And the only way to get them back is to put in effort yourself. And what you really need to look at is, do you have space to commit to that effort? And is it worth it? For this particular person. Because the answer is always going to be different for every situation.
1: I think it's also important to know. Other people's growth and education is not your responsibility. It is a matter of, do I want to? Uh, Do I have the time? Check my watch. I do. I'm going to fuck shit up today. But if you check your watch and go, do you know what? I'm all full and I can't handle this. Great. You're not responsible for them. Cut and run. That's your, you and your, like, how you exist is the first and most important thing in your life. Nothing matters more to you than you. And if you're thinking any other way around that, that's wrong. It's not selfish. And if
0: anyone's sitting there thinking that it is selfish, just remember that if you have the worst time here and you can never put in the effort to help someone again for the rest of your life because of how badly you get burnt here, then there are more chances lost in the future to make a positive change than sticking out with an unwinnable one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think the key things that we're taking away from this is understanding where it's coming from, understanding if you have the energy to put into it. First and foremost, anger, debate, and and um, belittling will get you nowhere if you go in with fire in your veins into that you will only crystallize their opinion not change it i've never seen anyone get yelled at about a bad opinion who hasn't immediately gone whoop well, I'm I'm going to go even harder. They've never gone, "Oh, do you know what you are right" after telling me that I'm an idiot and that I don't know what I'm talking about. "I think you're right. I think I am a dum-dum. Like
2: I I've seen it done, but it was a very specific context.
1: Um <laughs> <laughs> It's not it's not the same when they're looking for a belittling kink. Taya. <laughs> uh, always always the best the best response when someone says something really stupid is just always have on your phone saved that tweet that says this sounds like the opinion of someone who has a kink for getting yelled at and I'll pay, play no part in your kink.
0: <laughs> oh my god. I would also like to apologize to our editor Ryan for the fact that this was <laughs> such a uh Big conversation that um, he has more work to edit this
1: time. Yes, he does. Um, But do you guys have anything else you want to add on this conversation to help out our listener who might be just really unsure what to do?
3: Get a box of donuts and kind of like create a crumb trail towards the other side of the YouTubes. Right? Like a, a donut crumb trail. Okay.
1: Oh, every time they watch a liberal YouTube, you make their favorite yeah. dessert. Like, oh, let's watch some of this, uh... I can't actually even name a liberal YouTuber at the moment. That's concerning. Just, uh,
2: I, I'd say don't even go with liberal YouTuber. Go with BreadTube, full-blown socialist uh,
1: YouTubers. That's yep, what I was gonna like. say let's go. My, bread I tube. was gonna say BreadTube, but BreadTube gets people so heated um, <laughs> that every time they go to be like, "Oh look, I've also made some creme brulee." Let's sit and watch them together, and then they'll always think of Ooh. liberal or left-leaning um, opinions with creme brulee. Absolutely, or in this case, Have donut lo- tube have love dog your partner
0: (laughs) (laughs) the only thing i'd like to end with is just remember not even kfc could pull off a double down so don't try yourself (laughs) oh Oh, jesus that was beautiful thank you for listening
2: to this episode (laughs) of the pixel hearts take on western fascism Jesus
1: Christ. (laughs) Um, We want to thank Ryan Stanton for producing the Pixel Hearts and Blusher for our intro and outro. The Pixel Hearts theme song and One Pixel at a Time. For all of our links, or if you need the Pixel Hearts to help troubleshoot your love life, head to our link tree in the show notes. But until next time, be kind to each other. Also, as a final little side note, this will be coming out just beforehand, but if you want to see us at PAX Australia... Check out all of our social medias where we'll be commenting about where we're doing a live panel where you can come and ask us these questions in person or just see us have an unhinged conversation and slowly delve into the depths of debauchery. (laughs) Be kind to each other.